Hey, it's Jenny Holbert, and you're listening to episode 73 on the Wild Wellness Podcast, which means you can go to jennyholbert.com forward slash 73 for the special show notes with links from this episode and information on today's guests. Yes, I said guests. I'm so excited you're listening because this is going to be a lot of fun and a little different than some of the other episodes. So the thing is, I was curious about what other people would have to say about rest. I think this is a very important topic that isn't all that popular in our culture in the United States and in other places around the world. But in my opinion, it is not talked about enough. We live mostly in a productive, action-oriented, how-much-can-we-get-done society that that message is getting perpetuated. So I simply asked a few people to share their thoughts on rest. And I think you're in for such a treat because you'll be hearing from an astrologist, a rapid transformational hypnotherapist, and an Ayurvedic and yoga coach. So before I start into all of that and share these beautiful perspectives that these three shared on rest, I thought it would only make sense for me to also talk about my thoughts on how to rest. And I want to say that I definitely don't have all the answers to this, as with all topics. I think that's obvious, but I do want to share what it looks like for me. And having a history of adrenal issues and feeling burned out, I'm looking back and realizing that I definitely had to learn how to rest back in my 20s during that time. So for me, it hadn't been modeled or exemplified in many ways, and so I really needed to explore what that would look like in my life. And I remember one of the things that became very important for me was a regular yoga practice that has come into my life at many different times uh, for helping to support me on whatever I'm working through at the time. Uh, At one point, it was low back issues and at another point it was these adrenal issues and really needing to recover from feeling burned out so yoga as well as meditation meditation and i would also couple that with a deep breathing practice so sometimes those three can all go together and there definitely are some similarities and some of the same essence in all of them to me anyway But having a regular meditation and knowing how to breathe deeply was not something that I had learned. And I mean, it's kind of crazy to even think that because I think that it's so important for people to understand how to do that. And it seems so obvious because it's breathing and, you know, we do it all the time. But there's a big difference between deep breathing and getting your body into that parasympathetic state. Another thing that feels like rest to me is acupuncture. Now, this isn't something I started getting regularly until a few years ago. But to me, and I've said this to my acupuncturist, it's like a combination of acupuncture, of course, but also meditation and taking a nap all at the same time (laughs) because it is, for some reason, very restful. I've gotten into kind of that, uh, what I would say is that theta brainwave state where, you know, I'm conscious, but yet not in a conscious state that I would be like, as I'm talking to you here, uh, on this podcast. So it's a very 
interesting and restful state. So acupuncture is one of those things for me. Also, something I do for myself on a daily basis is using essential oils. And specifically, something I do at the end of the day, which is rubbing essential oils on my feet as I hop into bed. So I use calming and grounding oils like vetiver or frankincense or a doTERRA blend called balance. And I love the aroma. I love the act of physically touching my body and helping my muscles to release tension by working my fingers and my hands into my feet. I really respond well to that. So it's amazing for me to be able to do that. And that is really restful for me just to take a few minutes and do that for myself. I'm also a shower person most of the time, but every once in a while, I definitely crave a soak in the bath. And when I do that, I use Epsom salts. I use some essential oils. I really set it up so that that feels very restful, especially during my menstrual time of the month, my inner winter, uh, sometimes even beforehand. And there are other times throughout the month, but particularly during that time is when I find myself drawn to getting a bath. So that can be rest for me and it can be 20 minutes. You know, it doesn't have to be any long drawn out thing, but it is very restful no matter how short the time is, which is something that you might notice about these things I'm mentioning. Some of them are pretty much something you can do in a few minutes. Some of them are completely free. Some of them might be an investment. It all depends. And you have this kind of menu of things to choose from when it comes to things you can do for rest. At least that's how it is for me. Another thing, and this is the last one that I'll share, is walking in the woods with sometimes a lot of stops or sitting down. So when I'm hiking or, you know, going out for a run or going out on something I want to work my body and sweat, that's, that's a whole different thing. But I'm talking about going for a really easy stroll, I guess you could call it. Just a really gentle walk. Like I said, sitting on a log, stopping on some rocks. A lot of times I like to walk near water. There's a beautiful park near my home where there's a creek and waterfalls and just the sound of the water and being near the water is very restful to me. And I often find myself doing this again during my menstrual time, during inner winter. And for me, thinking and reflecting is often restful. So that's a time for me to do that as I'm walking and, and getting kind of that movement that always seems to inspire some thought and reflection for me. But there's also some restful time where I might just be sitting too and not walking. So it's a combination of that and just not having to go at any certain pace, not having to get to a certain point or be out there for a certain amount of time. It's really just open-ended. So speaking of walking in the woods, I wanted to end here with offering you some questions that you could either take for a walk or sit with a journal and muse about when it comes to rest. And again, these are in the show notes at jennyholbert.com forward slash 73. If you want to go grab them there, if you aren't in a place where you can write these down right now, but the first question is, Asking yourself, why is rest difficult for me? Now, maybe rest is not difficult for you, and you could reflect on why that is, but for most of us, I would say that we may, at least at times, find rest to be difficult. So why is rest difficult? Another question, what happens when I rest? 
what happens when I don't rest? Next question, where is there room for rest? Where is there room for rest? And finally, what does rest feel like? So I'll close my thoughts out here with a final uh, quote that I love, and it goes like this. If you get tired, learn to rest, not quit. Now, I don't know who I can accredit that quote to. It seems to be a few different ones popping up, but I love those words. If you get tired, learn to rest, not quit. There's a big difference to me and maybe that will resonate with you in a certain way right now. For me in the past, it's definitely meant that resting doesn't have to be like throwing in the towel, giving in. It doesn't mean you're any less than, or you're not motivated, or you're lazy. It doesn't mean any of those things. It simply means that you're resting. So with that, enjoy now hearing from a few of my friends on rest and what it means to them. Hi everyone, my name is Claire Gallagher. I go by the Body Astrologer online, and I'm a medical astrologer who specializes in astrological fitness and nutrition. So everything I do in my work obviously revolves around astrology, and I tend to look at everything I do in life and in my career through the lens of the stars and the cosmos and the natural rhythms, and rest is no different in my opinion. Full disclosure, I feel like it's easy for me to say I'm bad at resting. Isn't that an interesting judgment? I think a lot of us say stuff like that about ourselves, and I just want to, you know, be honest in this conversation and I don't really like saying that about myself. I think a better way to rephrase it is I'm learning how to rest in a way that feels really good. And I'm also learning that you can't rest wrong. <laughs> you can't rest right. There's just um a uniqueness to the particular rest that you need. And so in my client sessions and with myself, I'm constantly searching for um, a life, which includes rest, that feels authentically um, good in my nervous system and in my body. And so sometimes the classic ways we rest, whether that is, you know, taking a bath or sleeping in or whatever it is people say we should do, those don't tend to resonate with me very much. And I often find that I'm actually happiest and feel most at peace and most at rest when I'm creating something. And I think that that's really valuable information. But in terms of the body needing rest, and it certainly does, I let the moon give me permission. The moon can help us schedule in or punctuate a busy life with a little bit more mindfulness and a little bit more awareness of when we can go full force and when we can have permission to do things a little bit differently and maybe create a little bit more space in our schedule. So this is a pretty complex conversation, or it can be, but the very basics of it are just the lunar cycle and its phases. So when the moon is full or in its really large phases, so more than half, whether it's waxing or waning, I tend to believe that this reflects our capacity to show up for life, kind of our bandwidth and our ability to be stress resilient. And so when the moon is in these phases for this about two week period, 
I just allow myself to be more busy. I allow myself to have more on my list. I allow myself to get swept away with a creative project. I allow myself to feel rested by my creativity. You know, that is a real thing for me personally. But when the moon is in its late waning and very early waxing phases, so that could be after the last quarter moon and beginning at the new moon until the first quarter moon, that two-ish week period, I still do, but I allow more space in my schedule. I allow my scheduling to be more intuitive and therefore more rest just tends to pop up and rest in terms of what we typically think of culturally as resting. But beyond looking to the moon as a permissive tool for resting and also a permissive tool for doing, there are a couple things that I really enjoy. I mean, I love visiting my local library and I'm really partial to fiction books. I love a good cup of coffee and when I'm feeling just really like I need to reconnect with myself. I just love to sip and sit and stare out the window and just watch the trees and watch the little ecosystem in my yard, watch the weather. If it's snowing, that's my favorite. I do love a good Netflix binge and I feel like there should be no shame around that. Um, for me personally, I know that that is actually really healing for me. And so I, I do that occasionally. And I'm, you know, I'm still figuring out what I do. And I'm using air quotes, what I do when I rest. But honestly, I feel that we can do anything and call it rest if our mind is in a restful and permissive giving state. You can find me online at thebodyastrologer.com and on Instagram at thebodyastrologer. I also have a podcast called The Cosmic Lifestyle Podcast, and you can work out with me every day in my astrological online gym, moonrx.com. Hi, this is Christy Bartelt. I mentor women and educate them on how to transform their lives. And I love this question about rest. What is rest? And I'm a word junkie. I like to examine words. I like to examine how we define words because words carry a lot of baggage for people. Uh, Maybe somebody when you were little told you you needed to rest when you wanted to play, or maybe somebody told you you couldn't rest, you had to keep going. And the word rest could have collected some of these meanings for you. So I think the first thing we need to do when we're thinking about rest and how to implement it in our lives, how to balance our lives between that effort and rest state is say, what are my expectations about rest? Make a list. What does it mean to me when I think about rest and be honest? And then look at one of those through that list and see what still holds true for you about rest. Because a lot of times we're thinking about rest in such a macro way. Rest has to be this big thing, this two hours, this nap, this more sleep, something like that. And really what rest is for me, what I've really discovered is it's the micro moments, the small moments. It's breaking the habit of thinking that rest has to be something and allowing the possibility that rest could be a lot of different things. So Instead of having to watch an entire movie to rest and recharge, maybe you queue up 20 minutes of your favorite movie that makes you laugh and gives you that recharged battery, that sense of ease. Or instead of that macro idea of having to take an entire 
day off from work. Maybe you just take 10 minutes. In my life, I know that it takes approximately 11 minutes for me to fill my electric tea kettle with water, turn it on, and make myself a cup of tea. But the rest actually comes not from drinking the tea. The rest comes from taking that 11 minutes to prepare that tea and using that time in a restful way. So not scrolling through social media or making to-do lists. It's just maybe watching the water boil or writing down how I'm feeling, resting in that moment of preparation. That's rest to me. It's those micro things. So instead of, oh, I don't want to cook dinner again. I need a day of rest. I need to take the night off. I need to go out to eat. How about I let go of the expectations of what a proper meal should look like? And I rest into the possibility of just letting it be whatever it is. A couple of things here, a couple of things there, resting, letting myself off the hook. That's what rest means to me. It's a permission slip that you write out and then you get to constantly rewrite the ending to. Today I have permission and then fill in the blank because rest is going to look different on a Monday than it does on a Friday evening. So when we take this concept of rest, we can, without even knowing it, spinning it in, spin it into this grand idea, something that's unachievable that we just don't have time for, we don't know how to do. But when you take the time to sit back and redefine rest, to rewrite that permission slip anytime you're feeling out of balance and depleted, that's where you're actually rewriting your definition. That's where the rest actually comes from. So instead of having to strive for rest, it's allowing the possibility of rest to show up in your life exactly when it needs to and inviting it in. That's what I think about rest. It's the micro, not the macro. And I invite you to the same thing. I give you full permission to redefine the word rest for you. And you can find me, Christy Bartelt, on Instagram at Christy underscore Bartelt, which is B-A-R-T-E-L-T, or on Facebook at Christy Bartelt, or at my website, ChristyBartelt.com. I look forward to connecting with you and hope you get some good rest. Hi, my name is Larnie Wilson, and I am an Ayurvedic coach, yoga teacher, and hypnotherapist in training. So when we talk about how to rest from an Ayurvedic point of view, we want to begin creating routine around our rest. So Ayurvedically, it would be ideal to have the two hours before bed be completely free of any screen time, any um, work, any sort of stressful situations, and instead fill that time with activities that allow us to unwind. But if we barely have time right now in our schedule, two hours can sound just very overwhelming. So I like to recommend beginning with just 10 minutes. And in that time, you can journal, you can meditate, you could do some calming breath work, or anything that really allows you to get grounded in your body and take a moment to breathe and allow the day to just kind of slide off of your shoulders.
So starting with those 10 minutes and maybe after a couple weeks or after a couple months, you decide to add on five more or three more or however more feels sustainable. But really giving yourself that wind down time, it's going to help you drop into sleep a lot more easily. Because the truth is we cannot go from 100 miles an hour to zero at the blink of an eye. So we need to give ourselves that buffer time in order to bring the body into a state of of being sleepy, of being ready to go to bed. And that way it's much easier to fall asleep and get that good night's rest that we all really need. So that's the first thing. The second thing I recommend is finding moments of rest throughout the day. This can be as simple as stepping away from your computer for a moment This can be closing your eyes and taking a few deep breaths. Anything that allows you to just reconnect with yourself and bring your awareness back in will help keep your energy at a much more stable level so that any of that stress and anxiety and tension that builds up throughout the day, you'll be keeping it at bay by using these little moments of rest to check back in. And then when you get home or when your day finishes, it will be so much easier to wind down and you'll find that it becomes much more natural and there's less of that unpacking and declogging that has to happen and you can go much more deep in this restful practice. So this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to resting well. If you have any questions about Ayurveda or yoga or hypnotherapy and how any of this can help you get the rest that you need, I would love to talk to you. I would love to work with you. So you can find me on Instagram at Larney.Wilson. That's L-A-U-R-N-I-E dot Wilson or on my website at LarneyWilson.com. Thanks so much and rest well. Okay, how wise are these three women? Thank you so much, Claire, Christy, and Larney, for sharing your thoughts on rest. I absolutely loved listening to what each of them had to say. And one thing I took away from hearing from all of them and their perspectives is that we can all learn how to rest in a way that feels good to us like really good to us. Rest is unique and it will most definitely, at least in my opinion, look different to everyone. So I hope you got some ideas here that you can start playing with in your life. And if you heard from someone that you don't know much about or want to connect with Claire, Christy, or Lorne further, I'm going to link to everyone's websites in the show notes. So if you go to jennyholbert.com forward slash 73, you'll find it all there. Thank you so much again for listening. Did you know you can become a member of the wild? You'll get members only masterclasses, podcast episodes, and bonus resources, plus some other surprises coming very soon. Just go to jennyholbert.com forward slash wild members to find out more. And before you go, my friend, Make sure you subscribe to the Wild Models Podcast if you don't want to miss any future episodes. And if you enjoyed it, would you be willing to share it with someone and write a review on iTunes? That helps more than you know and would be amazing. Thank you so much for listening, for showing up, and until we chat again, go live your one wild life.